Hello, everybody, and welcome to Golf vs. Golf, the hybrid podcast where we discuss, debate, and analyze everything in the world of golf and disc golf. I'm your co-host, Charlie Tinsley. Join with me in studios, the one, the only, the faithful, Aaron Bellini. Aaron, how you doing today, I'm my friend? I'm fantastic, Charlie. How are you? I'm doing good. Didn't have to work today. I did. Well, actually, I did. I worked for a couple hours today. Okay. Uh, let's just let's just get this out of the way real quick. I think Anthony is like ghosted us for sure. Anthony's done. Anthony's like I don't know what he's doing. I still I still love him though. I do too. I mean he's your brother. You have to. Well, but anyway, excited. Debate. We're about to get. We have a. Um, he calls himself an ex professional golfer. Truth be told, if we went and played golf with him, he'd he'd wear any of us out. And we're about to bring Chase Holland on here in just a second. But before we get to him, real quick, Aaron, did you play any golf over the weekend? I did not. You didn't? No. Me? I I played no disc golf. However, last week I did go hit a few golf balls on the driving range to get ready for the golf trip coming up this October. And I'm just going to say it did not go well. Really? I was, yeah, I was topping everything, man. Now, towards the end, I started figuring it out a little bit. And uh, I felt a little bit better after but it wasn't the it wasn't my greatest showing there on the golf course. Yeah, and I told you a lie. I don't know. I did. I played yesterday. I played at the Lake Club. You play so much you don't know when you uh, play. No, I don't. I just. <laughs> How'd you play? I played with uh, Drew, my brother Drew, Drew Price, Colt, and Jeff. Okay. And we, they. It was Jeff's um, uh, high school reunion thing. Okay. They get all their guys together and they played like a red, white, blue tournament. Nice. And. Uh, I actually wanted to play because I'm playing in the county next weekend at the Lake Club, so I wanted to. I ain't played. I ain't played the Lake Club in several years, so well, awesome. I didn't hit it great. <laughs> you know, well, that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Well, without any further ado, Aaron, go ahead and bring on our guest for tonight. All right, guys. So this is Chase Holland. How you doing, Chase? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're doing fantastic. We're doing great. Once again, uh, once again, thank you for coming on the show. Um, real quick, where are you calling us from, Chase? I'm here in Houston, Texas, uh, here for work for a few days. Um been headed home for the weekend to play in the McDowell County as well. Are you playing in the county? Oh, my goodness. So Aaron has no chance. I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have a chance even if Chase isn't playing. Now, hold on. I'm, uh, excuse my ignorance here, but the McDowell County, is that at the Lake Club? It is, yeah. Which, Chase, what little I know about you, my friend, that is, that's your old golf course. I mean, that's your home course, right? Yeah, I worked there for um, parts of thirteen years. Oh wow! Um, so and actually have the course record pretty well. Also have the course record there. Is that correct? I I do. Yes, I have uh, have the course record there. Well, don't be modest. Go ahead, tell us what it is. I shot fifty-seven there. Fifty, um, 50 few s- times actually. Fifty-seven par par seventy par seventy shot a fifty-seven there. That is super impressive. Yeah, I played there and I'm never broke. 80 so <laughs> um yeah what is um what is i guess that is your lowest round what's your lowest ground uh, round at silver creek my lowest round at silver creek is 65 and that was actually in a professional tournament there is that from the silos yeah and that was probably yeah that, and that that's when the course played really hard and fast back in the day yeah in 2013 so yeah now if you're not familiar the silos there at silver creek or Charlie, you killed me. I, I you can't say that word. I'm so sorry. Like silos, silos, silos. Not sorry, silos. It's not a Z. It, it, it's just really the T markers, <laughs> but it's the farthest back. Yes. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And which is, which I'll tell you, it's a whole different golf course for yeah. for somebody like me. No. 
You know, I, I guarantee. I mean, it. I, Chase, does it play much different for you from the Blues to the silos? It does. I, I would say it's probably on average three to five shots harder from the from the Blues to the silos. Yeah, I'll agree with that. And I will tell you, last year uh, was it last? It was last year. Uh, we played. What is it that I played in the last round with you? Um, was it the club? No. I don't know what it was, but after the round, I had to call everybody that I played with and tell them that I just tested positive for COVID. You get <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you have to call Chase? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, was, he, wasn't, he wasn't super mad about it. Oh, but, wow. Uh, I, I think I shot like uh, 74 the first day from the Blues. Yeah. And then to be eligible to win, you have to play the silos the next day. Yeah. And I shot like 85 from the okay. silos. Yeah, that was the club championship. That was the club championship, yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow. Way to go, Aaron. Yeah. And and you won it in a playoff against Bradley Wyatt, right? I did, yeah. 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 And we actually had um, uh, Shane Heitz was in the playoff for this as well. That's we right. Through, I think seven holes. Yeah. Wow. It, it, was, so, it was almost getting dark. So, if I'm not mistaken, you get through both rounds – and then you and two other two other guys are tied, and now y'all have to go back out onto the course and play, and it takes seven holes to decide a winner. I think I think Shane was out pretty early though, right? Yeah, Shane was out the first hole, but me and Bradley battled out for another six holes. Yeah, wow, that's um, a lot. I mean, what? It was fun. I mean, what? And we're going to get into your kind of career and stuff, but like that specifically, go through like the mental you know, worked and just what's, what's going through your head? I mean, is the pressure pretty, you know, hardcore? Like, what's going through your mind at each as you kind of just prolonging this playoff? Well, the the problem I had with that, that tournament there is, so these guys I was in the playoff with, they finished like an hour before me because um, I had a rain delay. We had like a 45-minute rain delay. So we had to come in, but they had just finished. So I had to come in. Then we had to go back out and play the last two holes after sitting there for 45 minutes. And then, you know, they put all the scores in, so there's another 30 minutes go by. Then we got here for this playoff, and it starts raining again. Oh my Luckily, goodness. me and Bradley are really good friends. So it, it was fun to play with him and that and that kind of thing. It was that really after the first hole, the pressure was, you know, kind of dissipated because we were friends. It's like, I don't care who wins. I've had a good time so and this kind of thing. So it was one of them things where you knew y'all had both played go- uh, good golf, you know, and, and you're a competitor, obviously. You're playing your best golf. S- the circumstances are weird, time delays, rain delays, all these things. So it, it, it isn't as much pressure as it is. We're just kind of friends having fun. <laughs> kind of, you know, we're going to have a story to tell right after this thing, whether it goes my way or the other way. That, so that was kind of your attitude in the playoff. Yeah, definitely, and it's funny because our uh, one of the owners there, Claudia, she's a big big picture taker, and she got one of my favorite pictures taken. It was the last hole. Fortunately for me, I had won the tournament, but me and Bradley, you know, big hug, and you can see the rain coming down, and I actually have that picture framed at home. It's, it's a really cool picture of me and Brad because we've been friends for several years. Yeah, it, it, it's fun, and what I've realized interviewing people, and I don't know if you know the dynamic of our show. I'm I'm in the disc golf world. And, uh, but we've got to, um, interview a world champ in that sport, a female world champ. And it's so fun when you talk to people who have won big tournaments and won these tournaments, it's not necessarily the win that sticks out. It's those moments like that, which is always, and I think it's the, 
the most fun thing to hear about. You know, not necessarily, you know, about the putt you made or that, but just kind of moments like that. So that's so that's very cool story and a great way to cap off that tournament win. So you're in Houston right now, right? And you're, you're working, and I'm guessing your job, it takes you all around the country, um, but you still get to t- find time to play golf. Am I right? I do. I, I try to play at least once every other week. I, we're so busy, especially summertime. You know, I work 60, 70 hours a week. So Saturdays is kind of a chill day. Sometimes I go play golf. Right. And then unfortunately being on the road, you know, I have to do my own laundry. I don't have nobody to do my laundry for me. So I got to do that on the weekend. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. But have you but, got, have you got to play really, I'm, I'm guessing got to play a variety of courses, um, getting to I've travel like this. Tons, yeah. I've played tons of golf. I've been lucky, been really lucky playing golf courses. Um, cause you know, my brother, he knows people that know people. Um, and he's got me on some really nice courses. I got a friend of mine that's a PGA professional uh, grandfather there in North Carolina as well, and he's got me on some really nice courses. So I've been really lucky traveling for work to, to play some of the, the top 100 courses in the United States. So I've been really lucky there. Well, and I'm, I'm going to interject here if um, they don't know that uh, Chase's brother is Greg Holland, and he is a Major League Baseball pitcher and won the World Series with the Royals in 13? 15. 15. 2015. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> let's take it. Let's let's go. Let's go to the beginning here. Uh, talk about when you were growing up, uh, how you got into sports, and what if it was golf. That I don't. I would imagine you probably wasn't playing golf first. But talk about coming through school. What what sports were your favorite when you were in school? So growing up as a kid back, you know, back then it was different than it is now. Nowadays these kids play one sport. 13 months out of the year, it seems like, and there's only 12 months. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, good lordy. Um, <laughs> but back then, you know, we, we all played we all played different sports. So, you know, me and my brother, we grew up on ball field because my dad played both pitch softball. We was always on the ball field on Saturdays. Um, we played basketball down the – we'd go down the, down the, high, the elementary school area, Glenwood, a bunch of us. We'd play football, basketball, baseball. Growing up, I played a lot of, a lot of sports. Um, through high school, though, you know, I didn't start playing golf until I was 17 because um, me and the baseball coach there, we didn't see eye to eye. Um, I played baseball up until then. And, and, so and I was, just, a, you know, I was a, a really good baseball player as well, right? I was I, I was what I would consider, you know, above average, yeah. I mean, I was, I was going to be a starter, but, you know, it's one of those things where I had friends and family on the golf team, and my brother had left. Go to college. I didn't really have anybody on the baseball team, and me and the coach didn't. We butted heads a lot. Unfortunately, now now me and him are really good friends, so it's weird. That's how that's how life works out sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I didn't play golf. I just played golf when I was seventeen, and had a cousin named Corey Holland, and he was he was phenomenal at golf. You know, he was he almost won the McDowell County Championship at fifteen. Wow! And I'm really I'm really competitive though. So once I started playing golf, I got a job down at the Lake Club. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to work my butt off this summer to get as good as him. You know, I, I started off shooting 90 to 100 like everybody else does. Right, right. But I was I was so competitive. I was like, I'm, I'm not doing that. So I just hit balls every day, eight days a week, 24 hours, it seemed like. I just, every day after work, I hit balls. And finally, I, I went from shooting, you know, mid-90s 
to 70 to 75 in one summer, but it was it was definitely hard work, that's for sure. Right. Well, let's be honest, though. I mean, the athleticism definitely plays a part in that as well. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. You obviously had the work ethic, but, you know, just kind of looking at your family, you talking about your cousin being 15 years old, about winning the county championship. And then, of course, you know, your brother, um, I know he has tremendous work ethic as well. I mean, it sounds like to me that y'all just kind of grew up and it was, you know, if you wasn't eating or sleeping, you were playing sports. And then, and then that work ethic translated into your – that maybe not translate, but – that love for sports met with the work ethic kind of propelled you into, you know, a professional golfer. Is Would that be an accurate statement? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, me and my brother, we're both really competitive. We have a sister. She's competitive. She just she didn't have the athletic gene, but she's competitive with her, with other stuff. I mean, it's, we are all competitive. Me and my brother were just more on the athletic part of the competitive, competitiveness there. Um, no one wants to lose, and, and it right. seems like you know my family. I've heard that a lot about my family. Even hearing stories about my my granddad, you know, it's like oh, back in the day, he was he didn't want to lose, and right, you know, that's, right. That's just kind of it's a hand me down gift, which is a great trait to have as well, though, because I hate losing myself. Yeah. I, I hate it too, but I. <laughs> I still lose, so I, yeah. I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to have a separate interview where you kind of break down well, this. Everybody, I mean, everybody no, loses. But. but so, just kind of summing it up, you you're in this very competitive family. You and your brother um, playing sports throughout your you know your younger years. Now you're getting where sports are more than just you know your recreational activity. Now it's becoming career. Now. And and I don't want to, you know, completely focus on your brother, but is some of your – he's older, right? What's the age difference between y'all two? Yeah, he's uh, he's three years older than me. Okay. So you kind of get to see him leave high school, and then he goes to college and, and starts doing pretty well in college, I believe. I'm not, you know, super great on the – uh, the story there, but gets pretty good in college. Then you know starts playing playing pro ball. Do you look at him and say, "Man, if he can do it, I can do it." You know, in my you know my sport. I mean, is that was that kind of your mindset as well? Yeah, my brother. He's always been a huge mentor to me because you know he's one of those guys. <clears throat> both of us were undersized, is what, is what we were called, right? You know, because you know he's five foot ten, one ninety, and right. you know that, that's just not that's not a that's not an MLB pitcher. You know, you yeah, yeah. You don't hear those guys, and you know he he was actually a walk on at Western. He didn't even get a scholarship. Wow. Um, and and he worked his tail off there for three years and got drafted by the Royals. And he had a he had something out there to show, like, hey, just because I'm small doesn't doesn't mean I'm you know I can't compete. And that was that was always the mindset he would call me. You know, with the golf tournaments I was in, he'd be like, hey, just because you're not because. You know, I hit a long ways. I do, but there was always guys out there better than me and right. longer than me. Right. But the competitiveness—they didn't have it. Some right. Didn't have it, and it's like, okay, well, I have an edge here. You have an edge here. Well, let's go about that, and we'll see see how it turns out. Yeah, exactly. You know, that, that's awesome. That's that's motivating me right now. I'm like, what drive? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you're a little too old now, but <laughs> yeah, uh, my uh, my sports career is over, but I'm okay with it. Um, so anyway. <laughs> So now, 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 speaking of you at McDowell, I, I doubt you remember me hardly any because I was not very good or not very good. But at Lake Club, Marion Lake Club, I remember you working there. And funny memory, Chase, 
I it was seven, the whole seven, and maybe a hundred yards out. I'm playing, I think, with Aaron and Anthony. Hole seven is, you know, if you're not familiar with the Lake Club, a long par five over over water at the beginning, but then kind of a straight fairway, and then behind it are the railroad tracks. And I and I come up at probably a hundred yards out, and there's just this massive divot in the ground, and it, and what it looks like is somebody's just swung a hundred times. And I think Aaron, it was you or Anthony, said that's probably Chase out here practicing. And I'm like, okay. So then, I, and then I don't know if it was that next week. Sure enough, I go and maybe you were 20 yards to the left of that spot. You were doing the exact same thing. I actually saw you out there, maybe had a bucket of balls or something, and just practicing your wedges from a hundred hundred yards in. Do you remember anything like that? Like doing that was that kind of like part of your routine, like to practice? I do remember that, and it's funny you mention that because so when that was going on. I was really struggling on, on number seven, and number seven for me should be an easy par five. Okay. Because if you, I mean, if you hit it down there, you know, you're gonna have 110 to 150, and if they a good one, um, I'm glad you said whole, 110 to 150. <laughs> okay. I'm lucky to get across the water, but yeah, continue. <laughs> well, that hole was, had really been kicking my tail for several weeks, and so I went out there and I was decided I was gonna find a club that I knew I could hit to the middle of the green from where a good tee ball would go. And I'm going to be satisfied with making a four instead of trying to go ahead and make a three and then make it a five. And so I hit, I actually hit balls on that hole for like five straight days. And finally the superintendent came to me. He's like, Hey, you can't be, you can't be taking divots like that in the fairway. <laughs> Like, I was that, like, like the hey, guy on Space Jam. What are you, what like, are you doing fixing the divot? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm just, I'm just trying to make four. He's like, you can't make a birdie on this hole. I'm like, no, lately I've actually bogeyed it a couple times. So, All right, I, Chase, let me, I birdied that one time because I, I hooked it and it just rode the cart path, man. And that's the play. That's the play on that hole. Ride the cart path hey. down the left side. Do whatever you can. But that's all. That's awesome. It just speaks to your drive and – you know, you wanting to get better. So that, that I, I just remember that, and I kind of always wanted to ask you about it. But so, and that's it's funny. funny. It's funny you actually remember that, though, because I, I well, think there was very few people that ever seen that. But that's funny you were one of them. I was. I let the superintendent know. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I appreciate you. No, I'm, you. I'm totally kidding. I could I could have cared less. But uh, yeah, that was just something that stuck out to me because I don't know if that was like as you were getting pro or had been pro and already. Uh, you know, kind of on your journey there. So let me, I got a quick one real yeah, fast. Yeah. I've actually got two. Okay. So the first time I ever, I didn't know Chase back in the day. I knew of him, but I'd never, yeah. you know, to me, I thought he was Michael Jordan. Um, honestly, yeah, you well, know, you everybody, were, cause everybody around the late club always talked about Chase. And you, Chase, you Chase. were younger. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah, you're a little bit for younger. Sure. Yeah. I get you. And I'm like, I've never, you know, I've never seen But him. he was the guy. He was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like back yeah, then yeah, you, yeah. yeah. So, for some reason, he had posted one day on Facebook. Anybody want to come walk nine holes with me? I know you remember this, Chase. And uh, and I, I messaged him. I said, "Yeah, I'll be over there." So I went over there. I'm thinking, I want to see. You know, I was not good then. You thought you were going to play, and he meant for you to hold his bag. Yeah, I, I, I should have. I should have. I should have held his bag. But I said, uh, I said, I'll come over there, and you know, I I was not good then. I promise you. And uh, he just starts hitting the ball, and I'm like, Why am I out here? I don't have any, you know. He can, he yeah. can, he can hit it up to about every green on the back. Yeah, yeah. You know, and probably most of them not even with driver. Yeah. So, 
And I'm like, we got to about 12 or 13. And you're not just kissing his butt. This, like, no, for real. No, for this real. Is, yeah, uh, now, I, get, I get you. you know, I get you. And now that I've played with him more, yeah. he's legit. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I'm like, uh, I, I, I shouldn't be out here. There's no way I should be out here. But the only other thing I remember is after that is I was down on the range one day, and he come down there. And I think at the time, you was you um, you were sponsored by Titleist at one time. Is that right? Uh, TaylorMade. TaylorMade. I think you gave me a sleeve of ba- uh, balls on the range one time, and I always remembered that as well. So Yeah, so, so it was weird because Titleist gave me golf balls, but TaylorMade gave me clubs. It was ball. Yeah, you gave was, me Titleist. I'm pretty sure it was Pro V1s yeah. that you gave me. Wow. Just handing yeah, out Pro yeah, V1s yeah. like a G, Chase. Yeah. I see you, man. Uh, <laughs> no. Hey, now, I'm ba- now I'm back to paying for them. So yeah, yeah which is not back. fun. <laughs> um, so, anyway – Let's get the timeline here. So you graduate high school, you go work at the Lake Club, you're working hard, you're taking divots aside of Volkswagens out of whole, out of <laughs> Sevens Fairway. You're doing all this stuff. You're getting better. You know, is there a round? Is there a time? Or did you just always knew, man, I can go pro in this. I can, you know, I can make something out of this. Or was there a specific time? You know, was there a time? Or how did that work out for so, you? So I went, to, I went to Western Carolina there. Um and I walked on the golf team, but so our lovely McDowell County school program somehow messed up my transcripts, and I was going to miss the first year of college for golf because they were going to have to go back and redo everything. So, unfortunately, probably a bad decision on my life, but I dropped out of college. Right. But I was I was good at golf. I was like, so, okay, I have no job other than working – you know, 35 hours at the Lake Club. Right. Um, pretty good golf. Um, the Skyview is coming up, which is a professional tournament in Asheville, North Carolina, which is only, you know, 35, 40 minutes from where we live. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm going to enter that and go see how I just compare with these guys. And, and that field there is it's not a very good field. There's a few good players. Greg Parker, he's won there several times, which is the head pro at Marion Lake Club now. But other than him, at that time there was nobody that I felt that I couldn't beat. So I, I go, I go do that. I finish second. And I'm like, you know, I'm I'm young. I'm like 20 years old. I'm like, let's finish second, my first pro tournament. Yeah. Here, here we go. And so then, you know, I had some guys give me some money, um, and I played that year maybe seven or eight tournaments. Did okay. Never won a tournament, you know, but I did okay. Had fun doing it, and from there, just kind of after that first year, I was like, okay, well, I can't compete with these guys. Right, like, I'm good enough to comp- now to get to the next level. I wasn't there, and I knew that. Right, I, I don't, I'm not at the next level yet. You know, yeah. to get up there with Tiger Woods and Jordan Spieth, not even just those guys, even the guys you don't really hear about, like Kevin Kisner. You know, we all know who that is because he's in Morrison. Right, case, right, you yeah. know, in yeah. Morrison, but. But, you know, he's a guy. He doesn't win a whole lot, but he, you know, he's a top 20 guy just about every week. Making a living. And making a real good living. Yeah. Making a real good living. But And I knew my game at that point wasn't there. So I gave it, you know, I gave it another few more years, and I just never, I never caught the right break at the right time, it seems like. You know, every time I'd play good, we'd get rained out, you know, or, right, right. or something like that. It's like, come on. It's like. Mm. Nothing ever seemed to go my way, and I kind of got frustrated. And I actually quit playing golf for two years okay. because of it. Did not know that. Do you got a time frame on this? Like a year? The years you did, you kind of step back. So I started. 
I started playing professionally in 2012, and I played up until 2000. No, I started playing 2011. Played up till 2017. I didn't play any golf in 18 or 19, really. Right. I would. I mean, I would play like Captain Swiss tournament here or there with the guys because they say, "Oh, you know, you can still hit a long way. Come, come be. Yeah, go do that." But as far as playing, I might have played 12 rounds of golf in those two years. Wow. Can Can you talk about for a second the difference when you get to those tournaments um, than just going out and just playing regular golf, or even you know, even for us or me, like a club championship or a county championship, where you have to go play four rounds. Yeah, so so one of my favorite stories ever is actually um, so Jay Haas Jr. That's Jay Haas Senior's son, Bill Haas's brother. Right. Okay. Um, and he actually caddied for Bill Haas um, on tour for several years, but he also played the same mini tours I played. And me and him became really good friends because of our brothers. You know, he understood the fact of having an older brother that was doing his thing, and you know, I had my brother doing his thing, and so me and him really bonded. Yeah. Um, so we, we played a lot of practice rounds together, and we was playing a tournament at Irish Creek in Charlotte. He's like, hey, man, um, he called me. He said, we're playing a practice round tomorrow. He said, is it all right if I bring two guys with me? I was like, yeah, sure, dude. I don't have nobody. He's like, okay. So I'm sitting there hitting golf balls and driving around. He's getting loose. And uh, I look over, and I'm like, that looks like, that looks like Bill Haas. <laughs> I'm sitting there hitting balls. Yeah. So we get number we get number one tee box and sure enough there it is Bill Haas and Jay Haas Senior. So wow. he brings his dad and his brother. That's awesome. And and that's the same year that Bill Haas actually won the FedEx Cup, won the ten million. Oh, was and, that uh, an amazing so, shot out of the pond? Out of the pond, yeah. Wow. And so I played with him. I played with him like four weeks before that happened. Wow. That so is we, awesome. And and Jay Haas, he was like, me and Chase will play you two. And these two, one of them's on senior PGA Tour, one of them's in top ten in the world. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? He said, oh, we're playing them for dinner. So me and him go out here and we play these two for dinner. And I shoot 63. I shoot one of the best rounds of golf of my life. Yeah. And Bill, and Bill's like, and he's really quiet. Like, he's really, really quiet. Doesn't say a whole lot. We get done, he's like, if you can play like that, why don't you play on the tour? Huh. Wow. I was like, well, I said, it's a little different. Yeah. Playing a practice round and playing with you guys, I said I don't have the my head wasn't I didn't have it in my head, you know, to 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 get to that next level. I always got and still to this day, if you don't get nervous, you don't need to be there. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But but I never can overcome it really. So yeah. that was one of my biggest things was getting but, to that, and so it, it bothered me. That's why that's one reason I gave it up for a while. But I mean, I would almost think that that would give you confidence for someone like that to say that to you. You know what I mean? Does it, does it not give you confidence? I mean, how does your mind work in that? It, it, it did. It gave me, it gave me a lot of confidence. Um, but it just, it's one of those things that, you know, and I, I tell people all the time, like it takes a special person to, to do what these guys do on TV. Well, and like I, and I would almost say this. It's Jake. a different, go ahead. I would almost say it takes a special person and it takes the stars aligning. You get what I'm saying? Like you kind of said, it does. It, you kind of said uh, this and that. And let me just give you this example out of disc golf. The, the One of the greatest of all time, his name's Paul McBeth, and you probably never heard of him, but he grew up. I actually have. Okay. I, I do a little. You do a little disc golf? 
I don't do disc golf, but I have a friend that owns a disc golf course in Hickory. But he keeps oh, me on the to- loop of disc Toby, golf. Toby. Oh yeah, to- yeah, Toby the D. bear. Yeah, 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 I go play I the bear. Him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But very cool, man. Yeah, and and he just he's one of the greatest of all time. But he he grew up beside a disc golf course, and and I know you know there's golf courses, but I think there's something to be said. The stars kind of got to align. You, you got to be you got to be good. You got to have that talent. But you know things have to happen, and it just kind of sounds like for you, you know, you had talent, you had drive, you had what it takes, but just you never got the break. You never got that huge break you're talking about uh, that you talked it, about earlier to kind of get to that and be sustainable on that next level. It's it's really fun. It's it's really funny too because I'm gonna kind of go off of that because so I had three three second places, but my my two best tournaments. One of them was actually at Silver Creek. They had a, a tournament there, um, a professional tournament there, and they had another one at Irish Creek, the place that we were actually practicing around in that. Right. So uh, both those, I was I was in second place going to the final round, and both of those, Silver Creek, I shot seven under on the front nine from the silos. I buried 10 and 11 and had a good drive on 12, which is a par five, easy par five, it's a good drive, and we got rained out. Oh so we didn't get to finish the round. And then the week after was Irish Creek. Same thing. I was in second place going to the final round. I shot four on the front, card 10, birdied 11, 12, 13, 14 to get the nine under for the day. We got rained out. Right. And so how that tour worked, how that tour worked out that I was on at that point, if you had any, any time in the year, if you had back to back wins, they paid for your, a nationwide event. Oh, wow. So. Yeah. If we finish those two tournaments, I win both of those. Unlike like, you, man. Going away, not even close. And instead, we don't finish them. So I have, I finish second on both of them. And don't get to go to the nationwide event. That's I was tr- playing really good golf at that time. That's trash. So it's, it's unlucky. It carries over, you know. It's, it's unlucky, but I mean, it's life, kind of. But I, know, I mean, but how I, can you start a round? Yeah, and then they're just going to cancel. I would it. think you have to finish. So they or, went off the best three day score instead of uh, that's waiting it do. out or going to the next day and finishing. Yeah, that's horrible. You know, it's, unfortunately, it's not like a, it's not like a, it's a web dot com tour or PGA tour where they have this ample amount of time. Yeah, well, these the, guys, a lot of these guys had jobs. Like I had a job. They got like, to be back at work at Monday. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to go. I had to go to work the next day, so I couldn't have stayed anyway. Yeah, that's awful. But yeah. it's like. You know, if I catch those two breaks, who knows? You know, I who may knows? not. I, I may be. You might not be on this podcast. We're not getting you on this podcast. Oh, oh no. Nah. <laughs> no, I'll I, I, still be here. I, I like the Bellinis enough to still be here. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. It's unfortunate. But when it's all said and done, I mean, you had a blast doing it, right? I mean, it, it's fun to do. You have stories, you got great stories to tell. Yeah, you seem to be doing all right now. I mean, any regrets? Or, I mean, do you – I mean, how you sleep at night? You know, I actually don't sleep very well, but not because of that. But okay. that's okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't regret anything. The only thing I'd, the only thing I'd probably do different would um, – probably, I'd probably stay, in, probably stay in college a little longer and yeah. seeing how that road turns out. Because look at it now, all these young kids coming out, most of these guys – you know, they took advantage of the three or four years in college where they got the best teachers, the right. best equipment, the best courses to play on yeah. for for three years before they tried to turn pro. Yeah. 
and they're probably playing and before seventeen, like you. You know, which which yeah. I think we kind of brushed over That's that. That's a but, huge but feat. But yeah, the the fact God. that you started yeah. at seventeen and you turned pro by what age? Uh, Twenty. Yeah, kit like that. The short game, that documentary on Netflix. Some kids are they're playing for real tournaments at six, seven years old. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think there's something to be said about you, you doing that in the course of just a few years, and without the college expect you know the college facilities and things like that. But I mean, it's 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 an awesome story, and still to this day, man, you could pick it back up and you could be just as competitive again. You know, and it might not be where life's taking you right now, but I mean. It, it, it's you know my whole point here is it it's neat to talk to you knowing that you had fun you had a good time doing it and you still enjoy playing golf because how many people I mean do you still enjoy playing golf he does yeah I mean I, oh I love I love I love it how, I love I love competing you know it's, it's it's I wouldn't change anything yeah and I mean how many people do you know they hate it by the time they're done with it you know the the people that get they're so involved in it and it becomes so much of their life. You know they can't stand it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. I think that's. Go ahead. I think that's one reason I gave. I think that's one reason I kind of gave it up for a couple of years because I did it. I did it seven days a week for six years. It felt like, you know, right. Even in the winter time, you got to do something. I mean, you got to, you, you got to work out. And if you guys know me, working out is not a thing I do anymore. So <laughs> same. It's, it's one of those things where, you know. I loved it. I, I had a great time. I got to meet a lot of great people. Got to meet a lot of professional professional golfers. I mean, I got to meet a lot of really yeah. cool people. But it's weird you mention that, you know, because I've actually thought about trying to go back because now that I'm older, I have like my game isn't as good, right, as it used to be. But my head's way better. Like I I know how to win golf tournaments now. Like yeah, what are you thirty four? Thirty four. Thirty four. Yeah. And I, I know how to get it in the hole now. Back in the day, I didn't know how to get it in the hole. Right. That's all it's about. It does, I don't care how far you hit it. I don't care if you hit it left, right. I care if you hit it at trees, as long as you get it in the hole. And that's, that took me years to learn, which is the college years I wish I would have had because that's what those guys learn in college. They learn how to get it in the hole. Right. Because if you don't get it in the hole, you don't get to start. And everybody wants to start. So those things that I've learned over the years. It's like this this year in the in our club championship, I didn't play very good the first day. I went out there and shot seventy four, and honestly, I hit it bad enough to shoot eighty five. Um, but I I know how to get it in the hole. And then the second day, you know, I played really good. The first nine, shot 30, 31 on the front nine, five under. And it's just one of those things. Golf golf changes day to day, just like disc golf. Yeah, you know, disc golf changes day to day. It's you, you might you might have your best round ever today right, in both no. courts, and tomorrow and tomorrow you look like a blind man out there. No, brother, you're you're speaking my language. I know exactly I know exactly what you're talking about, and I and I always say even more so in golf because there's more variation in the swing of golf, and it's two instruments rather than one. So I, I feel you completely. And that's what I've always said: like a free throw in a basketball gym is always the same. It's always muscle memory. Golf yeah. is so challenging. Yeah, wind. That's that's killed all that. You're right. I yeah. mean, if you're seven one and can't shoot free throws, you got your own problems. Is all I'm saying. I don't think he's got many problems though. No, I mean he <laughs> did. No, but but, but uh, you know he is a great champion. But yeah. everybody remembers him for his horrible free throws. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, let me let me go back here. So when whenever you like, 
at, at the point you said, I'm done, uh, I'm done, was, was it like I'm just I'm tired of playing or I'm tired of not getting the breaks that I want, I'm going to try to do something else? And then talk about after that when you decided to get back into it. So the last year I played professionally, I played in eight straight tournaments, eight straight weeks. And honestly, and not a lot of people know this, actually probably only a handful, probably most of the family. I had some health issues. I had some uh, some blood clots that were not allowing me to work out like I needed to. Right. Wasn't allowing me to practice like I needed to. And I missed eight straight cuts. Mm. And so and being you, not Tiger Woods, you yeah. know, eight straight cuts is I'm, I just lost twelve thousand dollars after entry fees and hotels and all that good stuff. Right. And so at that point, I was just like, okay, well, I wasn't doing my health. Was it my health? Probably not. It was probably an ego thing. But the easy way out was I wasn't on my health. Yeah. But, you know, you go to the doctors, you know, they have medicine for everything these days. And, of course, you know, I'm still on the, I'm still on the medicine. But so it was an easy way out. I was playing bad. I blamed it on my health. So it was kind of depressing because I was playing like crap and all that good stuff. And, yeah, but once, you, but once you hear that, way out. but once you hear that, that's always in your brain. Like that never leaves. It was. that never leaves your brain. And you know, not only that, it was also my eyesight. I'm sure you've noticed. I, I now wear glasses playing golf. Yeah. Um, back then I didn't, and it was actually funny because I was playing pretty good on one of those tournaments. I don't, you know, it's been years ago now, and I was like three under the turn. And I've never in my life withdrew from a tournament, no matter if I was playing good, bad, hurt, nothing. I didn't, I've never withdrew from a tournament in my life, except this one. And we got to number 10, and I bent down the putt, and I got so dizzy, I about fell down. Mm. My dad was my caddy at the time. He's like, what's wrong? I backed off. I was like, my eyes. They just went blurry. Right. And um, I had a, I ended up having a, um, whatever, uh, I'm brain dead now. I have having astigmatism in my dominant eye. Okay. And so how it works, you know, it's astigmatism in my dominant eye. It acts like a camera lens. Right. But it couldn't focus because of it. Um, and so that was making me dizzy when I bent down. Right. And now, so yeah. that was another reason. You know, I didn't have my glasses. At that time, I didn't have glasses. So uh, yeah. I was drifting the term because I got dizzy every time I bent down. I was like, I can't, I mean, I can't, I can't do this. And so I was, Probably one of the best tournaments in, of my life because I was in, I don't know, fifth place at that time. I withdrew. Yeah. And wow. I, that's the only tournament I've ever withdrew in my life. And because, I, I mean, I would literally get so dizzy that I would almost fall down. Yeah. And I'll say this. I, recently, I have also been dealing with some dizzy spells, and I got actually got diagnosed with vertigo. And, wow. dude, it's, I mean, it's, it's legit. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't want to do anything but lay down, honestly. Anytime you get dizzy, I mean, if you – there's no way you could have played. <laughs> no, I, it's, it's no fun. It's no with fun. It too. Well, well, with all that being said, we're glad you're back in the sport, even if it's not to the level or to the, to the degree that you were prior. I'm excited about you whooping up on Aaron this coming Oh, weekend. there's no <laughs> doubts about that. <laughs> and I, I'm excited. Unless I'm ex- he plays horrible, and, and I play really good. Yeah, and, you know, um, 
and and I'm really not just saying this to flatter you or anything, but in the golf world here in kind of our part of the state of North Carolina, you know, even me not being as much, you know, who Chase Holland was. He was one of our local pros. He could, you know, he was, you know, making his way to the next level, you know, played great in some tournaments. And so it's, it's, you know, life path maybe was a little bit different, but to hear that you're still enjoying the sport and back in it is awesome to hear. Yeah. So real quick, uh, when you got back into it, tell us about that. So, got back into it because you know I had a lot. I haven't got a lot of friends that play golf, right? And golf is a good, a good way to pass time. You know, good, good way to, you know, try, interact with friends, fa- even family. You know, and yeah, so I yeah. travel for it. So I'm by myself a lot, a lot. So when I'm back home now, I want to go. Play, I want to go play golf because that way I can hang out with my friends, listen to music, play golf because it's it's changed so much in the last even five years. You know, now everybody listens to music while they play golf, which I would have never in my life thought that would have happened, but <laughs> yeah. everybody does it. Right. Even even the older guys that are seem mad all the time, they, they listen to music. Oh, so, yeah. You can hear it on the other side of the golf course on some of them. <laughs> so, I mean, I love it now. It, it's so, for now you, I mean, so for you, it's just kind of, it's a release. It's relaxing. It, you know, it does help that you're, you know, still very talented and good at the sport but for you right now what you're saying is it it you still it gives you an opportunity to kind of get those competitive juices flowing but it's also rele- release relaxing time with friends and family yeah you know it's i obviously, we obviously have tournaments that i focus harder on right um i got club championship and that kind of stuff than i do on a normal thursday dog fight where we got there just everybody's having a good time playing golf right um, but I'm still competitive. I'm still going to play my best round of golf, even on Thursday, if right. I can. But, you know, a lot, most, most, actually all really good athletes, they have a different gear they can go to in every sport. Like, yeah. like Michael Jordan, you know, he could, he could go out there to the wreck, he could play basketball, or he can be in game six of, you know, the finals. Obviously, he's going to play harder in game six of the finals than he is at the wreck. You know, everybody has, all these, all the really good athletes have a, a different edge they can get to if they when they need to. Right. Because so, you know the, the individual tournaments, I take pride in because I'm not going to lie. I don't want nobody to be able to say they beat me. Back <laughs> I, hear I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I'm because, looking forward to you know, the day, my friend. <laughs> that's, that's that's like this weekend. I haven't played. I played the Lake Club once in the last three years, and you know it's one of those things where if I don't win. I'm like, well, I haven't played here. If I do win, I'm like, well, I beat y'all. And I still haven't played here. So it's a win-win, brother. It's a win-win. Yeah, but it, it, it'd be exciting to get back there. Yeah, there's well, some good players this weekend too. So I'm looking forward to seeing you up there. I haven't even looked. I haven't even looked at the field. I have no idea. I, all I know is I'm the best one there. So that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, that's all that You're matters. right. Well, Chase, man, we, we really appreciate you coming on. Even being a little transparent there with, you know, some of your stuff about why you took some time off and things like that and injuries. Um, we appreciate, you know, giving us that in-depth look. Um, and I've just been wanting to have a, a golfer that's kind of reached – I mean, you say you probably didn't reach the level you thought you wanted to, but, man, you know, you reached a, a level that most will never experience in the golf world. And we appreciate your time. We appreciate you coming on. Anything else – you want to say shout out or anything before we let you go? 
No, I just I just appreciate you guys having me and uh, and I'll, I mean it's, it's been fun. It's, this is a uh, this is the first for me, so it's been real fun. Yes, sir. Yep, we appreciate it for sure. And and we might have to have you on when you get you know start winning some other big tournaments. So we yeah, pre- when you go when you go big time, don't forget about this little old podcast that you done. <laughs> don't forget golfers. Hey, and Chase, if you ever want to go play some disc golf, uh. Yeah, give me a call and we'll 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 go we'll go up to Toby's place, the bear, and throw. You some, know, you know, Toby's been he's been handling me to come out there. He's like, man, you gotta come out and check out my my disc golf. I said, Toby, you need golf carts, dude. I can't walk. <laughs> hey, well, <laughs> hey, hold up now. You know, up here the old Blue Ridge course is now a huge. I heard it's and they have carts. So I and I work up there. I work up there some, so I, I can I can hook you up, bro. I can hook you up. They've been doing like some collegiate. There's some big time collegiate events there, hasn't the it? collegiate national champions the past two, championship the past two years has been held there. That's what I heard. Yeah, they've had and then they had the the masters for the North Carolina State Masters tournament, which would be like the equivalent to like forty and older, I guess, like an age protected okay. event. That was up there. It's as far as disc golf goes, it's a it's an unbelievable world class facility. Anytime you want to go, we'll uh, just talk there and we'll we'll hook it up. But brother, thanks again for coming on. Aaron, anything else? No, nope, I appreciate it, it, Chase. Chase, thank you so much, uh, brother. Hey, thank y'all. Have a good night. Right. You too, man. See you. Bye. Bye. Well, that was awesome. Yep. Hearing hearing from someone who's kind of lived the life, went out there, tried to get to the next level, and all means did. I mean, you're winning big tournaments at most golfers, 90 90- five percent or i don't even know but when you're playing in those tournaments you're good yeah <laughs> so and, and he's making a he here's here's what he's making a living off of it you know yeah which is which is always neat to hear about man what about that story about him and bill haas telling why are you not on tour could uh, you imagine the confidence boost here's how that would have went for me yeah if uh bill haas's brother was down at silver creek and he said can i invite some you know two other people and i'm like sure you know, I'm out there striping on the range, and then Bill Haas shows up on the driving range. That's when the shanks start for me. You and are I not kidding. And I would not shoot 63. You not, are not Probably kidding. like 93. So, for him, honestly, for him to go out there with Jay Haas and Bill Haas and go out there and shoot 63 in front of them, even that's if it's, impressive. Even if it's not a, you know, a tournament round, it, you, you think about some of the – take any sport, okay – Say you get to play one on one against Steph Curry, or get to play a pickup game. Was the nerves are going to kick oh, in? Yeah. You know, I mean, so I mean that was neat, and I mean he had tremendous work ethic. I appreciate him coming on. Thank you, Aaron, for setting that up. Real quick, just a little bit of tournament talk. We've gone long, so we're just going to real quick. Uh, they had the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Yep, Tony Finau won the second week in a row. So he's on fire. He won last week at the 3M in Minnesota, and then won this week. I wonder if he's winning because a lot of the. Go- Good golfers went to the live tour. No, he's a good golfer. No, he is a good golfer, and appreciate them. Uh, on Idlewild, not Idlewild. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> the Disc Golf Pro Tour this week was called um, D-Glow, Discraft, Great Lakes Open up in Michigan. And, um, oh, my goodness. A third place was Ricky Wysocki. Second place was Corey Ellis. And bringing it home was Calvin Heimberg nice. in a playoff against Corey Ellis, one in a playoff. So pretty exciting stuff there. It's a toboggan, like a, you know, like a bobsled type thing during the winter, but during the summer they have it open a few times. A toboggan is something you wear on your head. No. 
Okay. Obviously, you're not cultured because you don't know. I'm kidding. But no, no, I don't. it's like a. But during the summer, they have it open for a disc golf course, and they won. Um, I don't. It's leaving my head what's coming up next, but we'll talk about it. Any what's up next in golf? Do you know? Uh, nope. But I can find out really fast Fi- while while we're looking golf versus golf on Facebook, and golf versus disc golf at gmail dot com. Um, questions future topics, whatever you want to do there. Yep. And if you know Anthony, tell him we... Somebody we, please email us and tell Anthony to get back on the podcast. Yes. he Now, he is he's home with a sick baby tonight, yeah. but but next, we, we want him back on Next here. week is the Wyndham Championship, and it's in Greensboro. Oh, wow. Yep. So... So, so the defending champion is Morganton, uh, Dwayne Bach, Kevin Kisner. His caddy, Dwayne Bach, is from Morganton. So, really? Yep. So a local. So and he's the defending champion. So okay. Well, hopefully, um, hopefully he will could bring it home again. That'd be cool. Um, the Pro Tour, I think they take a week off and then they're in Eureka, Illinois, August 11th through the 14th for the Ledgestone Open. Huge, huge tournament. And then, and then things get real interesting on tour. So thank you for being with us. Thank you for um, supporting us. Um, Anything else, Aaron? Nope, I'm good. All right. Well, until next time, whether it's swinging a club or throwing a disc, we're out.